Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Bum, 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 Yeah, and everybody knows the rest of the song. <clears throat> it is a uh, <clears throat> it's risky business day here at the Hall House. Um, I am by myself for the first time in at least a year on a Monday. Uh, it is spring break. York is at his mom's. Grayson is at school. My wife is at work. It's just me and the dog who decided she was going to sit in today. So. I've got my shades on, my white shirt. It's, I do have sweats. I couldn't do that. I can't do no. Yeah, I have to have some. It's too cold in this house. Yeah. Still. Hello, my friend. And uh, I guess technically this is our St. Patrick's Day or just your Saint Day. I guess we're celebrating you, my friend, as we as I try and do every week, because you are a saint, a gentleman and a scholar. So, flattery's out of the way. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I don't think I got quite enough sleep. I, let's see, I'd set my alarm for 8, then 8.30, and then somehow just woke up at 9 o'clock. I remember canceling one. Yeah. <laughs> but then, the second time I woke up is 9, I'm like, yeah, let me get up, because <laughs> then I'll really be late. <laughs> but, um, doing good. Good, man. Yeah, I, uh... Didn't have to get up at the crack of dawn, like, no, well, crack of dawn. I still get to sleep in on Mondays, uh, if you consider 6 a.m. sleeping in, um, okay. as opposed to getting up at a quarter to five. However, uh, since York is at his monster spring break, I didn't have to really be up to get two kids out the door to go drop him off or go drop my daughter off to get him back by eight. Uh, so, yeah, we were just, it was great. I, Still, I mean, I was still up at like 6.30 or whatever. And, uh, you know, just kind of was able to kind of ease into it. You know, I wasn't in a rush to hurry up and get people ready. So, and I got her dropped off, came home, and yeah. It's been a pretty pretty nice day so far. (laughs) I started watching the, uh, or finally started watching the Harley Quinn animated show. Mm-hmm. On uh, HBO Max was originally, I guess, DC Universe app or whatever. Uh, and I never did it when it was on there. And today I was like, you know what? I just I don't need anything real serious. I'll just put this show on. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and I'd been warned that there's... I mean, to me, animation violence really isn't violence. I mean, yeah, there's animation blood and people exploding in this show. But to me, it's not really that different, I guess, than watching just any animation because most uh, action animation anyways is fairly violent tom and jerry bugs bunny and stuff like that so right this just has a, a fair amount of cursing in it so like oh all right well this is new and this is, may take some getting used to um it's pretty funny i mean it's funny it's entertaining i don't think all that all the cursing in it just to, just so you can is really needed yeah, yeah, I don't think it's really needed. There's some instances that I found it humorous, like, but for the most part, yeah, I'm just, I just was like, okay, well, I could probably do without this. 
however, there was a, I think the best part, or I think Harley Quinn's new catchphrase should be bring it bitch. Cause she does. That's like in the first episode, she's like, all right, bring it bitch. I'm like, that should be her new catchphrase. Yeah. Cause that's, that seems very Harley, but like drop enough bombs and everything else. On it. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, cause I'm not used to it, but it, it just didn't seem like a grown adult was writing the script when they were trying to insert curse words because it didn't seem like it was very, like, like it flowed very well, like a conversation. I was like, here, let's just insert one here. Let's insert one here. And it just didn't, didn't, didn't fit. No, it, it just seemed like they did it for the sake of doing it. But it's entertaining so far. I'm only on the just started the fourth episode. Okay. It's got an amazing cast. If you go into if you go on to IMDb and look at the at the cast list of the voice actors for the show, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my god, this is like um like eight A and B quality uh, actors and actresses in the, on here. I'm like, oh my god, this is like amazing. Yeah, good group of people. So. For me, I've got at least three really good movies. Um, two were a lot were great palate cleansers for the one <laughs> you and I both ended up watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Ruth made some good points, and she has never even seen the movies. Just when I was trying to talk about it with her, um, she made some good points that I'll I'll bring up when we get to it. But other than that, um, guess that's it. Nothing much else new this week. We're just Plugging away, uh, no competition this weekend, so that was nice. Yeah. Uh, nice little break. Yeah, that's about it. Nothing too exciting. It's, it's which is always good. Right. Um, then we go back. True. But then we go back to Pigeon Forge this week uh, for another comp, for our last competition for a little while at least. Okay. Cool. <sighs> um, see, this week same pretty good week. Uh, uneventful at work until Friday. Um. It was a little busy up there on Chrome. Yeah, yeah. And um, I spent this week finishing the last book I started reading. So now I'm on the final book in this twelve book series called the Thirteenth. It's the twelfth book, but it's called the Thirteenth. Gotcha. So, um, kind of bittersweet because there's there as far as the main line, this is the last book, and then there's another story that follows follows the daughter of. Two of the main characters. Okay. And then there's a comic book, like a four comic book series. Oh, okay. But then that's it, because fortunately the author passed away in 2013 oh, from no. cancer. So. so wait a uh, minute. The author wrote 12 books called The 13th and then died in 2013. Weird, huh? <laughs> that's eerie. Yeah. But she's she got other books. She did like some romance and drama. Yeah. Had some, some of her work in anthologies where she mm-hmm. was amongst other authors and... um. But yeah, it's a little bittersweet because I probably should have had this series finished about three three years ago. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. but you know things happen, dude. And, I've, got um, books that, I've got books that I bought ten years ago that I still haven't cracked open, so don't feel too bad. <laughs> I still got a ton of those too. <laughs> I just don't get there yet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then yesterday took the you know the long drive to Smithville and picked up my daughter. And I was so tired from that. I came in, supposed to took an hour nap, ended up being about two, two and a half. And um, yeah, but um, the time just flew. And then yesterday, had to take her back home. Just, Jeez. But she's got spring, her spring break 
being in DeKalb County will be the end of this month. Okay. So I'm going gonna, gonna to request to at least take off half the weeks. So I think she's only going to do half, like maybe to Wednesday from that Saturday to Wednesday and go home. So I'll see if I can take time off for that. So the Academy Award nominations came out this morning. Okay. Uh, nothing really too surprising. Um, but I printed off the list. I also posted it on our Facebook uh, group page. And uh, so everybody can look at it and review it. But Mank had uh, 10 nominations. I'm curious how many they'll actually win, though. Because it's up against some great competition. Again, just going by most nominations so far that we see in Golden Globes, SAG, even BAFTAs, uh, Critics' Choice, just all these others. <clears throat> it seems like it's falling on the same lines. Uh, for Best Picture, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of Chicago 7. So there's a good group of, good group of films right there. Yeah. Uh, best director, Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, the uh, Danish film. Uh, David Fincher for Mink. Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. And Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Uh, best actor, Riz Ahmed, Chadwick Boseman, Anthony Hopkins, Gary Oldman, Stephen Yoon. Uh, actress, Viola Davis, uh, Andrew Day. Vanessa Kirby, Francis McDormand, Carrie Mulligan. Supporting actor, Sasha Baron Cohen for Trials of Chicago 7. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Wesley Odom Jr. Uh, for One Night in, in uh, Miami. Paul Racy for Sound of Metal with Keith Stanfield. So Daniel Kaluuya and Keith Stanfield are both running for uh, supporting actor. <clears throat> I guess they're considering that as an ensemble cast, or maybe that they both have better chances in the supporting category than they do in leading. Yeah. I mean, because the film chooses which category they want to promote their actors for. So that's okay. my guess. Please. Uh, original screenplay Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, uh, Sound of Metal, and Trial of Chicago 7. Animated feature, Onward, Over the Moon, Shaun of the Sheep, Farmageddon, that came out of left field, um, Soul, and Wolf Talkers. International feature film, Another Round, Better Days, Collective, Man Who Sold His Skin, and Quo Cu Vidas Adia? Adia. Question mark. So, Minari got so I guess they gave, they decided not to pull a uh, parasite by nominating them for both and just put it in for best picture. Yeah. So. Uh, documentary, Collective, uh, Crip Camp, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, and Time. Cinematography, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, Trial of Chicago 7. Uh, costume design, Emma, Maronese Black Bottom, Mank, Milan, Pinocchio. Uh, best film editing, The Father, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, 
Sound of Metal, Trial Chicago 7, Makeup and Hairstyling, Emma, Hillbilly, Elegy, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, and Pinocchio. Original score, The Five Bloods, Mank, Minari, News of the World, Soul. Original song, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Trial Chicago 7, uh, Eurovision Song Contest, colon, The Story of Fire Saga. Uh, the life ahead, or yeah, the life ahead, and one night in Miami. Production design: The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mank, News of the World, Tenet. Best sound: Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Sound, Sound of Metal. Best visual effects: Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, The One and Only Ivan, Tenet. Best Documentary Short, Colette, The Concerto is a Conversation, Do Not Split, and Hunger Ward. Oh, wait, and uh, a love song for Latasha. Short Film Animated, Burrow, Genus Loki, Loshi, uh, If Anything Happens, I Love You, Opera, Yes, Hyphen People. Short Film Live Action, Feeling Through, the Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, Wide Eye. And that's it. I noticed there was not a uh, best sound editing. It's just best yeah. sound. Yeah. They didn't do a sound editing, sound mixing, I guess. I don't know if they just dropped it down to just one. Or if it's something that it's become like one of those science and technical awards type thing. Yeah. Um, mm. but that's new I'm probably going to look that up uh, later but there we go there's our nominations like I said nothing really surprising I guess Shaun the Sheep uh, Farmageddon was at least to me the most surprising one because it hadn't been in any other it hadn't been a blip on anybody else's uh, you know awards uh, here recently so yeah. welcome surprise I'll take it it was a cute movie. I enjoyed it. I forgot all about it. <laughs> well, and the Academy loves the sh- loves claymation and loves Shaun the Sheep. Like it's like the first one. The first one got nominated, and I think maybe one of the other ones. Yeah, I think there's like four. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, I really it's cute. I really enjoyed it. It's not going to win, but I mean, I think we all know Soul's going to win. But I'm glad it got nominated. Just like I. I I'm really glad that uh, the other one, Eleven Monsters, for best visual effects. They're and they're okay, but I mean, I think we all know Tenet's probably going to win that one. But if there's anything Tenet's going to win for, it'll be for that one. Yeah, that's Just, just like if there's anything Saturn Metal's going to win, it's going to win for best sound. I mean, that's right. like that's like the heavy emphasis of that movie. <laughs> True. If is, not, <laughs> is, is sound and the lack thereof, yes. and how they play with it, and yeah, no, it's it, it should definitely win. Um, even though Tenet's really good, although I, I think this one's, I think Sound of Metal should have that one in the back. Anyways, we'll get to that one closer. We'll get to our predictions and everything once it gets closer to time. <clears throat> All right, we we ready? Ready. All right, I guess I go first this week. So we're gonna, I'm going to start with the lighthearted ones, and then we'll 
I guess, literally bleed in. Well, not literally, I guess. Metaphorically bleed into. <laughs> um, bleed, bleed into uh, the one we both saw together. Yeah. <clears throat> so, for Family Movie Night, we watched the new Netflix movie that released this past Friday. Yes, Day. I feel like it should have an exclamation point, because I keep wanting to put it like, Yes, Day! Uh, however... But it was, I really enjoyed this movie. It is such a fun family film. One thing I think Netflix is really starting to kind of, really starting to kind of pick up and kind of hone on is their ability to make or at least acquire family film, like actually decent family film movies. Like I totally would have seen this in theater. I would have taken the, you know, the family to go see it. Yeah. Um, so yesterday is came out like I said Friday, this past Friday, uh, March twelfth. It's an hour and twenty six minutes long. Perfect time. I mean, it's for a family movie. That's what you want. Really, nothing too long, much longer. A mom and dad who usually say no decide to say yes to their kids' wildest requests with a few ground rules on a whirlwind, whirlwind day of fun and adventure. Directed by Miguel Arteta. If uh, you have kids, you've probably have seen some of his work. He directed Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day uh, movie adaptation that came out in 2014 with uh, Stephen Carell and Jennifer Garner. Um, it's actually, it's cute. I tried, I watched it with, the. it's on Disney Plus right now. I only know that because I told Grayson we should watch it. Because I tried watching it with York, and I think he kind of lost interest. I think he aged out of it. So yeah. he didn't really... Like, he loved the book. So I thought he would really enjoy that. Um, but, you know, he just wasn't really for it. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. Whatever. Um, he He's also directed some TV. But uh, he, he directed the movie Cedar Rapids, which I really liked, with Ed Helms. Youth in Revolt with Michael Sarah, and um, I didn't realize this. He directed the Diwali episode of The Office, so even better. I'll have to tell Grayson; she'll be excited about that. Actually, she go what? That's <laughs> right. But he also directed The Good Girl with uh, Jennifer Aniston, and uh, so, anyways, it's awesome. He's got a great resume. Uh, it was written by Justin. Justin Malin, uh, based on the book by Amy Krauss Rosenthal and Tom Wichenheld. I said I was going to do better with names this year. <laughs> um, it stars Jennifer Garner as Allison Torres, Edgar Ramirez, Carlos Torres, Jenna Ortega as Katie Torres, Julian Werner as Nando Torres. If you watch this movie... I I challenge anybody to tell me that Nando does not isn't does not look like Pete Davidson. Yeah, he totes looks like Pete Davidson at like eight years old. And then Everly Carganelia as Ellie Torres. Movie also stars Tracy Toms as Billy, Fortune Femster as Gene the para, the paramedic, Nate Faxton as Mr. Deacon, and Arturo Castro as Officer Jones. And it's got some more great uh, actors in it. This film is super cute. 
you could it was so quiet in our house you could hear a pin drop i mean other than people chewing food that's how much they were they were watching they were focused on this film except for the very first part york was like talking and usually he's the one getting onto grayson for talking during the movie yeah to the point like i had to be like dude aren't you the one that usually gets onto your sister for talking during the movie not a peep from then on out because you know i caught him <laughs> he's like oh yeah i guess I, I think he was just really excited you know and both of them just had a blast and honestly ruth and i too both really enjoyed this film it is just a fun it, it's if you enjoyed the sleepover you're going to enjoy this movie because it's in that kind of same kind of fun for everybody kind of film and yes is it over the top of course it is it's parents saying yes to everything their kids go like one of the like one of the things that the kids wanted to do was they're taking their vehicle through the car wash with the windows down in the sunroof open dang yeah i'm like Mm-mm-mm. no that car is going to smell stank for like days mm-hmm. if not weeks <laughs> like it's gonna be bad um but it's fun you know and the and they're you know the basically the mom like the dad never says is always the good guy the mom's the bad guy that always has to say no and be you know disciplined and everything whereas the dad is you know tries to kind of tries to kind of uh mediate things sounds a little bit like our like our house sometimes (laughs) sometimes not all the time i i I, i'm when it comes to bedtime or having to be somewhere i'm very time regimented so it's like hurry up and get done hurry up and get done or hurry up and get ready. We have to go. We have to go. Because X, Y, and Z. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm that person. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like, all right, let's talk about it. And so, but I will also punish both kids. Um, this one, the dad has a harder time doing that in the film. And the mom's just seen as the mean one that doesn't know how to have fun. Which is why she ends up saying, and she used to, when they were, you know, first, were they, when they were first married and didn't have kids, you know, they would go and do crazy things like, you know, rock climbing, uh, very high places, skydiving, very adventurous type of things. And so she finally says yes to yesterday and with obviously some ground rules. And um, basically it's more of a bet with the oldest daughter. Basically if, uh, if the daughter wins, she has to let her mom, her mom has to let her go to this, festival this concert festival called fleek fest which i was like i don't think that we're still using that word but i don't know either because i'm not hip with the kids i don't have the tiktok so i don't know what what's going on with yeah. with today's youth we learned in coming to america that fleek is out <laughs> yes that's true um anyways apparently this festival might be on its way although it did its headliner was her h period e period r period yeah and she was in the, you know, she had a small role in the movie. So, okay. um, and if the, uh, but if the mom won, you know, they did all those things. The mom was accompanying her to the, to the con, to the festival. So, that that was basically the catalyst, I guess, to get the movie going as far as the bet yeah. on yesterday. She goes, I guarantee you won't make it through this day. And then you know, just comedy of not er- errors per se, but. You know, just going through what all the kids wanted to do. You know, it looked like a blast. Um, except for the car wash one. I'm like, nope, not my car. I don't care how dirty my car is. Or That's how one exception. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, mm-mm. Y'all want to clean it? Go for it. <laughs> Please. Right. Please clean it. Um, 
but no. Sad why not. But this movie is so much fun. Kids will love it. It doesn't really matter the age. Kids will love it. Parents will love it too because it is fun. It's just a fun, good family film. I can't recommend it enough. And my daughter loved it because, quote, there are no bad guys in it. <laughs> that's, well, I mean, that's seriously, that was, that's kind of like her <laughs> becoming her, uh, that's becoming her, I guess, uh, her scale on whether or not a movie's on how much she likes a movie. So I was like, all right, so whatever. But yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed this. I think, I think I almost find it hard for anybody not to like it. Unless you just are having a hard time finding joy. And for that, I hope you, I hope you end up finding it. So the next family movie I watched, actually right after we finished watching it, because we, had, Grayson didn't have dance practice, we were able to start moving that early, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And with it being a short runtime, we were able to start, you know, Grayson, went, York went back and played on Xbox or whatever for the remainder until bedtime. Grayson wanted to watch Sleepover because that's what it made her, because it made her think of that. So we watched, so that was great to rewatch again. And I forgot how much I really enjoy that movie. The next movie I watched was, I watched with Grayson, York had already watched it. And I've been trying to get her to want to watch it. So mm-hmm. finally I just sit here, we're watching this. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't give her a choice. I said, here, we're going to watch this. And it's called Finding Ohana. It's also on Netflix. This actually came out back in January, on January 29th. It has a runtime of two hours and three minutes, which for a kids-slash-family movie is probably about 30 minutes too long. But, you know, it's, yeah, about 30 minutes too long. Uh, it is PG. Came. Uh, it's about a... So, a summer in rural Oahu takes an exciting turn for two Brooklyn-raised siblings when a journal pointing to long-lost treasure sets them on an epic adventure with new friends and leads them to reconnect with their Hawaiian heritage. Starring Kia Pihu, Puehu, maybe? Uh, Alex Iono. Lindsay Watson, Owen Vaccaro, Kelly Hu, Branscombe Richard, uh, Brad Kalili Moku, Kei Huey Kwan, and uh, Mark Evan Jackson, and Chris Parnell. This film was super cute. Grayson really liked it, even though it was kind of long um, for, you know, kind of a family kids film. It has so many like nods and I guess homages to the Goonies. I was like, oh, they even took, you know, like they nicknamed her Slick Shoes. Like one of the kids, you know, one of the people on the island said, hey, Slick Shoes, you, you know, before you know you're about yeah. to go out in the water, they're going to get soaking wet. I was like, oh, reference back to Data and, you know, Slick Shoes, are you nuts? And a couple of the other, you know, things in there, no truffle shuffle going on, but, but there's pirates and they're looking for treasure and they have to go through like caves and uh, different things. So uh, the way character Pilly or Pili um, is basically the family's having to go back to Hawaii be- to help take care of their grandfather who uh, who's becoming ill. So the Pili uh, is big into geocaching, which is if you don't know what that is, basically it's like scavenger hunts. But it's not just for kids. Adults do it, too. Uh, Ruth has a childhood fr- uh, friend from back home in Chicago 
uh, Clyde that does geocaching, like bought a drone to help do geocaching. <laughs> like it's a like they take road trips to go do this stuff. That's and crazy. I'd never heard of it until uh, they were telling it until he's talking about it came through uh, after a geo tripping or geocaching uh, trip and they were passing through and we had lunch with them. So I, I was like, well, that's interesting. I mean, it's a lot of outdoors and like woods and stuff. So I probably wouldn't be it. York would probably love it though. Yeah. Anyways, it's, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's just scavenger hunt, you know? And so we, uh, so I kind of had an idea when they were talking, I was like, Oh, it's like what Clyde does. Like, All right. Yes. Makes more sense. I was like, I bet he would like this movie then. But yeah, it, uh, so she has kind of this experience doing scavenger hunts and looking for things, you know, with clues and having to problem solve them out and everything. So she finds the journal that her grandfather has. It's going through it. So she sets out on an adventure with Casper, not the ghost, but her her redheaded friend that is lives on the island and has a history of the island and uh, knows what's going on, you know, uh, how to get to and from places, comes prepared like a, you know, like a Boy Scout and stuff. So they end up leaving without telling anybody and because uh, they knew basically would get shot down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which, of course, then sends her brother, just like Josh Brolin's character, to go find her and bring her back home. And uh, Hannah, who is uh, basically a friend that also lives on the island. And she helps kind of teach uh, E or Ione, e- e- or I think it's how he is the Hawaiian name, but he just goes by E. Uh, basically how, you know, to try and help him kind of reconnect with his heritage and and uh, everything. So they finally all meet up. So they finally end up trying to go through and, go through with this because they can't get out of the cave and or <clears throat> volcano that they're in to get all this out. So it's about their little adventure through there. And then meanwhile, the mom's trying to get a hold of them and everything that she's at the hospital and everything. it's just about their adventure. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a lot of different, you know, it's, if you look, if you grew up on the Goonies, you'll, you'll love this. It's an ama- It's, you find out a lot about Hawaiian heritage and, different things about the island and about the people and it's all i mean it's it's um great you know when we a couple of months back when we were talking to michael toe about inclusiveness and trying to get more inclusive inclusivity i'm so bad at this um but you know what i mean trying to get people of color and from different backgrounds more on the screen and try and make it less white you know more or less and try and get different people different heritages you know so we can because this could have easily taken place somewhere else. Could have been an old white cast, and you know maybe a couple other supporting characters. But yeah. Um, I, but I love how they did this. I love that they used people you know from from that nationality and trying to really bring to light you know the cool and awesome heritage that uh, Hawaiians in uh, before Hawaii became a state. You know, yeah. it was just a collection of islands you know bring some of their culture to the screen and also have a treasure you know basically hunt for treasure at the same time i really appreciate the ending again i think the movie could have been about 30 minutes shorter i'm not sure well there's some meat you could probably cut out that didn't need to have in there but it's 
I re- it's real enjoyable. And uh, I think if you have the time and, you know, you have kids that'll sit for a two hour movie, I think, you know, not be like, okay, I want to have this on, but I want to do other things at the same time. Yeah. Um, Grayson kind of got that way kind of a little bit towards the end just because it was, you know, even I was like, oh my God, there's still this much time left in the movie. Uh, but that's just because I was more surprised because I thought we were getting towards the end and we were still not. Um, but it's still a great movie, still worth watching. It's on Netflix. I would highly recommend watching this. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's definitely a rewatchable film. Actually, both movies that I've talked about are both a rewatchable film. Now, <laughs> switching gears to a film that maybe not as rewatchable. <laughs> um, to be, it's yeah, it's hard to be rewatchable on this one. Um, is the dark. Movie, yeah, <laughs> is the movie Cherry on um, Apple TV Plus? It uh, wow. Uh, uh, this movie's dark. <laughs> it's a it's a Russo brothers movie, starring Tom Holland, who puts in to for me to date his best role. Like this is his best performance to date. I think it was better yeah. than his role in The Devil all the time. That yeah. one was good because it wasn't Spider Man. It, it's something else. This is so much better. I think they really should have focused on releasing this sooner, as in like earlier, like either. December, January, even um, nominations, right, bro. Get some nominations yeah. in because he puts in a powerful performance. Yeah, I mean it is um, an amazing performance. However, it's so dark. <laughs> it's so dark. So Cherry came out this past Friday as well, uh, March twelfth. It, it's an Apple original film. Uh, was not acquired. It was you know Apple fitted the bill. It is two hours and twenty two minutes. It's easily 30 minutes or more longer, too long, in my opinion. At least 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. there's probably some stuff they could have cut out to help with the runtime. Yes. The ending is 30 minutes too long. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that last sequence, I was just like, all right, we're still going. Oh, we're still going. We're not. I, for me, it should have ended at the bus scene. When she gets off the bus. As in, yeah. we're, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. So Cherry is starring Tom Holland, directed by the Russo brothers. So Cherry, and that's Tom Holland's character. Cherry, no other, yep. yep. No other name other than that. They don't want to, I guess, actually give him like a name. And uh, drifts from college dropout to army medic in Iraq, anchored only by his true love, Emily. But after returning from the war with PTSD... His life spirals into drugs and crime as he struggles to find his place in the world. So, uh, Tom Holland plays Cherry. Uh, Sierra, Sierra Bravo. Is that the singer? Sierra? I don't... Again, mm. I'm good with... Yeah, okay. Um, Jack Rayner as Pills and Coke. Forrest Goodluck as James Lightfoot. Michael Rispoli as Tommy. Uh, Jeff Wahlberg as Jimenez. Michael Gandolfini, uh, James Gandolfini's son, as Cousin Joe. Um, yeah, it's... Oh, Fiona O'Shea as Arnold. And uh trying to think. There's, and Thomas Lennon plays Cherry's dad. 
Yeah, thoughts, Patrick? I want you to tell me what you thought. So from the start of the film till he uh, makes a decision to go to the military, I just kept thinking, man, this is like Peter Parker's story. If he didn't have a parental figure, didn't get bit by the spider, and kind of went a dark way. (laughs) This could have been Peter Parker... This could have been the other direction Peter Parker went after Tony Stark died. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this, would have, this, been, is, this or, would have been Peter Parker's WandaVision. <laughs> or this, this is um, Tom Holland during the whole, well, Spider-Man's coming back to Sony, can't be an MCU. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, yeah, this dude's pretty broken before. <laughs> yeah. And even his girl, she's got some issues too. So there, it's kind of like um, two train wrecks, just kind of parallel. Yeah. But um, you know, he has he does have a girlfriend, but she doesn't really treat him like anything. She's just she's free with all the other guys in school. Yep. And you know, he meets Emily in class, and still sparks up a conversation. And you know, they eventually get together, but. You know, he kind of, I guess, made the mistake that, you know, she she didn't want. He basically says he loves her. And yep. that was like, mm, all right, I think I want to go to school outside of this. <laughs> I want to leave I, go to school. <laughs> bro, not just outside of the city, not even outside the state, the not even on the other side of the United <laughs> States. She goes, she wants to go to college in Canada. Like, she's like, I love you so much. But I'm scared, so I'm going to Canada. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> she said that because he said, I love you, not not because of the results of an election that she didn't agree with. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you just see the I look thought, on her face. You know, she's like, sometimes Ugh. you think that's a little extreme. But yeah. then she just, all he said was, I love you. Girl, just leave then. Leave could've the relationship. Yeah, could have been worse. <laughs> I mean, considering... Where things go, it's like that was your out. <laughs> that you had. I mean, well, I'm, there, there's so many. Uh, I didn't hate the movie. Let's. I'm gonna no, go ahead and press it. I didn't hate it. It was very well done. It is very dark. It's a lot darker than I think even the preview lets on. Yeah. Um, the preview. I mean, the preview doesn't paint a light-hearted picture of a film, but it's still. <laughs> it's. It also doesn't paint it as dark as it really is. Just kind of slaps you like, oh, all right. (laughs) This is where we're going. I don't. There's some issues I I don't like. I don't like. If you're going to have narration, okay, cool. You can have narration. I don't think you need to have narration and also break the fourth wall at the same time. Yeah. For me, I don't think it flowed well with this film. Because most of the time he's doing it is just while he's in the military. During that segment that he's in the military. Yeah. But he's not doing it during, you know, in the early stages that I remember, at least, or towards the end of the film. Well, there was it, a there was one moment, you know, we started basically break it down like books, the epilogue yeah. and, and then the chapters chapter. and then prologue. Um, there's like one breaking the fourth wall deal at the beginning, which is technically the end. Um, then we go back, but um, yeah, I was like, you know, are you gonna do narration or break the fourth wall? You got to figure out which one. Just stick to one, or yeah. 
just do the narration. Or and if you're going to do the you know fourth wall break, just limit it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it is broken into chapters because it is based on a book. Yeah. Um, it's based on a novel, you know, by the same name by Nico Walker, who's an army veteran who suffered from PTSD. He created the cherry, the character Cherry, based on himself. Okay. I. So that's one thing. Second thing. I don't. Okay, I get him getting hooked on painkillers after coming back. You know, getting hooked yeah. on oxy and all that stuff. Very, very, uh, nothing new, I guess, is going on. Sadly, nothing new that uh, our vets come back and hooked on medication to help deal with the stresses and the demons that they have from from serving our country. Right. And coming back with them. But the fact, oh, by the way, his girlfriend did not, he, so she basically breaks up saying that she's going to go to college in Canada. He decides, okay, well, I'm nothing without you, so I'm going to go join the military and be a medic. Then he ends up telling her right before she leaves, and then she freaks out because she realized that she was just scared. So, but she's well, like, well, I've already signed up, so. Actually, she tells him that she's going to stay after all, and that's when he's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> you know, it's like. I joined the military, and it's like it's not like you can just go in and say, "Hey, sorry, changed my mind." I was kind of tripping. in the state, so I guess we're good. Yeah, they're like they're just gonna look at you like, "Okay, get on the bus or whatever." How are we getting there? Mm-hmm. You're going, so he's stuck. Exactly. And so, I mean, I think she decides to go ahead and, well, while he's in, it's like he served for two years. Yeah. And while he's doing that, she's basically getting their their life, you know, yeah. getting them house and everything set up. Yep. So when he comes back. He's got something to come home to. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's but cool. Still in, but also doing college, still taking classes. Yeah. yeah. So she's kind so of multitasking. She's still doing that. She's not just sitting there not doing anything. Right. So she's, you know, being a responsible adult. Um, Working on herself but, and getting Oh, and they get married. Yeah. And they do get married before he ships off. Yes. And uh, so he comes back. He gets hooked on on uh, some certain kinds of meds and then gets hooked. And then well, ends up getting prescribed. <clears throat> Oxy. So, you know, PTSD, he starts having nightmares. Yeah. Like, like he's sweating. Yeah. Eyes open. I don't even think he's, know, he's aware of what's going on. Right. She wakes, you know, basically gets his attention. He's more like, hey, are you okay? It's like, no, nah, dude, are you okay? You're right. <laughs> and so um, he was hooked on Xanax. And then he ended up taking Oxy. And I guess that worked way better than Xanax. I was like, right. yeah. This is going to quiet these voices in my head. Yeah. And then, of course, with drug use, you just naturally progress into something that harder stronger. And harder and harder yeah. because you beca- your body becomes acclimated to it, just like caffeine does for people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they have to have it in the morning, which really is just a psychological thing. Because if you were to, because if your body becomes acclimated to caffeine, you're not going to have this. It's not going to be the same kind of stimulant as it would be if you have it as infrequently. Right. So people that quit end up getting headaches and stuff like that. So I've been told. Um, I didn't. I thankfully didn't really get them when I quit for a while. Um, but it. Uh, but it does. You know. It. But then when you start drinking it again, you're like, oh wow, this is it. You know, this, because your body then kind of detox. I guess you could say from caffeine. Right. But it kind of. You know. But if you 
start drinking again. It's not going to have the same effect, but you're going to feel like it does because it had that one or two times, you know. True, so familiar feeling. Yes. I drink coffee because <clears throat> it's nice and warm in the morning, kind of get my day started. I know it's not going to have, like, I realize the caffeine It's not going to really have, I don't really drink it for that. Right. Uh, I would be just as fine drinking it with decaf and then still, you know, warm. Anyways. So, the part that had the biggest issue, one of the parts that had the biggest issue, and I actually almost laughed at <clears throat> while watching this, was the scene where she gets tired of his shit being hooked up, you know, being hooked on all the medicines, basically what she told him. And so, instead of trying to get him help and try and help him, you know, see if, you know, go see a therapist or go see somebody and talk to somebody, join a group, support group. Yeah. And do something or go see a doctor to help find something else to get him off of that. No, no, no. Instead of doing that, which as the responsible one, as she, like you said, got was taking classes, helped get a house, doing all these other things to show she was being a responsible adult. She, instead of doing, continuing with that, because she's still taking classes and I think even. She's actually a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> teaching. She's finally just saying, you know what? To hell with it. If you're gonna do it, I'm gonna do it too. Cause we'll be d- that way. We can do something together. I'm like, I legit almost started laughing at that. I'm like, how do you come to that conclusion? Yeah. That that's what you're gonna do. I'm pretty sure there are situations like that. That I'm have sure happened. there are. It's just I'm it's sure not there smart. Are, but for the sake of this movie yeah. and showing her history, though, it seems really out of character. And then I just kind of. I didn't lose interest in the film. I just was like, this is this is where I go. This is this is ridiculous. And I'm because <laughs> I'm like this. I was like, this just seems and I've seen a lot and I've seen a lot with people and, and people that have had to deal with drug abuse. And even I'm going, yeah, this seems a little bit much even on that end. And it seems like a lazy to me. It seemed more for the for the movie itself. It seems kind of like a lazy plot point, you know, mm-hmm. of how to deal with it. And I, I'm sure this, because I haven't read the book, I'm sure that's probably how it happens in the book. Or at least how he remembers it. Yeah, it just no, seems, it just seems, yeah, it just, it just seemed like I lazy. Think it just, oh, not necessarily lazy it writing, but lazy showed, story. I mean, this is something that actually happened. You know, if this is actually something that did happen, it just shows how far gone she was as far as her love for him. And yes. just kind of just didn't care one thing about herself was just this is what you're doing to cope and I don't want to feel what you're feeling but it doesn't yeah. make sense <laughs> at all but um, you know that just it just shows the unhealthiness of their relationship yeah and you know like that opportunity for you to go away and him being in the military that was your cutoff point but you stuck you know you stay by his side for the t- two years waited for him and this is where you're at now because yeah. of your decision and yeah. it yeah and then it's just the rest of the story is just about their drug abuse and then at least to them at least to him robbing banks and stuff like that and it kind of gets right. more ridiculous from there from then on and Again, it's not a bad movie. It it's just so dark, no. and you know, when I was talking to talking to my wife about this uh, yesterday, <clears throat> about how I how it was great that I was able to watch two great family films, 
you know, kind of lighthearted and, you know, it's kind of stuff people kind of need right yeah. now, I think. And even, you know, to, and just what kind of amounts to a culmination of, you know, of, of things that have happened over the course of a year. Those are great movies to want to watch, to make, that you want to put out. And then you put out Cherry, and I told her, I said, you know what, this isn't even the most depressing movie I've seen, or the darkest movie I've seen this year alone. I said, we're only three, we're only halfway, uh, I said, we're barely, you know, we're only two and a half months in, essentially. Yeah. And it's not even the darkest movie I've seen. I said, gr- part of it, though, is this time of year is when most of those movies are going to come out because it's award season. So usually the dramas and the things that are a little more depressing are going to come out, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah. But I said, you know, and all, all I said, all these movies that I've watched that are just heartbreaking and difficult to watch like this and pieces of a woman, hell, even Malcolm and Marie <laughs> to an extent, you know, to an extent. Yeah. The performances are freaking lights out. It's just the story's just like heavy. It's just so heavy. Yeah. And it's you know it's just it's like a dinner that just sits on your stomach. <laughs> like a Thanksgiving digest. dinner that just sits on your stomach. And you're like, oh god, I'm full. Then somebody says, hey, pie. Got, yeah, we got dessert. <laughs> yeah. We got dessert. Mother. Oh. All right. <laughs> and she's but, like, we, but, oh, you know, to to kind of finish up Bruce's point, she's the point she was trying to make was that, yeah, that's not the kind of movie I want to watch. She said, there's already enough shit going on in the, you know, right now in the past year. Yeah. She goes, do you think people really are planning on me? I said, no. She's like, I don't think anybody's wanting to watch movies like that to where that's, you know, with everything else going on and stuff, people have to have to do on their daily lives and you know struggle with in their daily lives i don't think that's what the general you know most moviegoers are wanting to see critics and you know people like us will watch it because that way we can talk about it and have a discussion but she's like i don't think it's just something you know people like me want to watch she says that's why you know i said i know it's kind of same thing as my she goes maybe that's just Maybe my, maybe what I find entertaining, what I want to watch in a movie has changed in the past year. I see, you know what? That's probably true. And I think that's something studios may need to actually, may or, I mean, may or may not be actually thinking about true. when they're putting out content. I think Netflix probably is, even though all these movies obviously were already finished ahead of time. Right. So... She's like, I, you know, so I thought that was a really good point. I, I said, well, yeah, because, you know, my mom's not one to watch, you know, an action movie or a thriller or, you know, you know, not really, at least. Um, if it's not a comedy, she really doesn't want to waste her time on it. So was, yeah. OK, makes sense. I mean, she'll watch a Star Wars movie with me or the, you know, or the grandkids because, you know, she knows that's what they'll like. That's and she'll watch a family fun. film, too. But yeah, that's more fantasy. Yeah, but she doesn't want to watch, but she's not really into that either, you know? Yeah. I mean, she likes the escapism, but she'll watch the Academy, you know, whatever gets nominated. She'll watch that stuff. Yeah. Just to kind of have a better idea for Oscar Pool. But she's not actively seeking out these movies if they're not, let's put it that way. Yeah. 
Okay. And I think a lot of I think that goes for really I think that goes for a lot of people. I mean, would I have watched Nomadland? You know, had it not been nominated or had a lot of buzz and having us talk about it, probably not. Would I have watched this? I don't even know to be honest. Um, I mean, like a lot pieces of a woman. Not really want. I mean, not really one to talk about. You know, losing a child and wanting to know about the grief. You know, it's. Yeah. Or Malcolm and Marie, you know, people arguing all the time. You know, I think, uh, yeah. I think the more lighthearted or even just the action, you know, silly action movies, give me that all day. You know, like, like boss level, I probably still would have watched because it's mindless action that's just, you know, that has no basis in reality. So it's, you know, you really don't think too much about it after you watch it. Sure. Not a knock on the movie because the movie's entertaining. But, you know, you're not sitting there dwelling on it. Um, but, this again, this movie is really good. It's very well done. Um, again, performances are great. I mean, you, I can't think of a negative thing to say about the performances. It's just, I don't know how many people are dying to see a movie about a soldier with PTSD getting hooked on drugs and then having to commit robberies at banks to help support his drug habit you know i think more people are kind of looking for a yes day or a finding ohana or something a little bit wider but maybe i'm wrong i don't know yeah, yeah. like like for me this one you know when he, when he went to the to the military went to the army that's probably like my least favorite part but i know it was necessary to kind of show his backstory but for me they could have just montaged that and then yeah. back home I've been cool or just, with that. Or honestly, just done flashbacks. Yeah. For his, too. you know, for his nightmares and everything. Could have done that just, too. Yeah. And that honestly would have probably cut down the amount of time necessary to make it a more fluid, you know, shorter movie. Yeah. Because he, like, he could have went, maybe just show his conversation with her while she's getting things ready. Yeah. She's in school. And then when he gets home, the nightmares start. Then they show some stuff bro, would happen. Bro. They don't even have to show him sitting there talking on the phone. Just have him talking on the phone and just show blips yeah. of stuff he's going through Yeah, that he's not telling her. Yeah, because he's trying to say, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Then you see and the then, yelling of the sergeants and see, the people he's gotten close to dying on the yeah. field. Because he's a medic. He wasn't yeah. really action. He just witnessed it from that right. perspective. And that's enough right. to mess but you that's, up. <laughs> Clips of him having to shove guts back into somebody's body and then yeah. tape them up and everything. Yeah, so this is a movie that if you're gonna watch it, just make sure you're in the right headspace because <laughs> it's very much, very much. Yeah. So. yeah, and know that it's not a Russo Brothers, it's not Community, and it's not it's not this Community, not, and it's not Avengers. No, <laughs> so this, this is not so. it's not Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is such a just a. Far, far removed from yeah. from that, and I think, in a way, I kind of think that's why they took it on and did it. Just like, okay, we so can, too. like, yeah, we done Avengers. Uh, this uh, is our project. Tumor. This is like, this is the show that hey, we got, we got to do other things. Right. It's and, like, huh. it's like when um, Chris Evans does, you know, does his more serious roles with the beard, yeah. as I like to say. Yeah. You know, it's those, you know, the Avengers movies pays the bills. These are the projects that I feel more passionate about. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, I'm still your Spider-Man, but hey, I'm going to be doing some, some other stuff, so 
Don't be afraid to put me in your other projects. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> be doing some... <laughs> oh, another thing. You know, he goes into bank, rob, robbing banks. And yeah. It's like, it's so easy for him. He just goes yeah. in, writes on a dollar bill, like, hey, this is a robbery. I have a gun. Give me your money. They give it, and he walks out. And it's just like, man, if it was that easy. A lot of folks would do that. Right. But, but um, well, this but is yeah. taking place in the early 2000s as well. Yeah. Uh, early aughts, I guess we said. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the cameras and everything weren't as high tech. And then technically, he didn't really have to because his friend, the uh, pills, he knew better than to didn't have them watch this safe. It's like yep. you know they're hooked yeah. on drugs. The yeah. last person you want responsible for this is them. Right. And that's you know it's like look, that's you deal with it. it. You knew better than to put give yeah, us this stuff. You, so that's on you. You deal with it. He's also using too, so he's not in his right headspace as well. Yeah. He's so. making the product, using it. It's like yeah, it's just all messed up. Never a good, never a good combination, bro. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. If you're gonna sell, never use your product. Yep. Never. Oh man. All right, let's all let's right. move on. <laughs> get your, you get your. All right. Get to. So, first movie I'm gonna talk about it's a movie that came out about six years ago, December fourth, twenty fifteen. Two hours and seven minutes. Directed by Spike Lee. Uh, Chirac. Oh yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. Still. So yeah, it's a movie that was kind of eyeballing for a while, but I wasn't sure. Um, but I finally decided to watch it. One because. Tiana Paris is in it, and of course we've seen her in WandaVision, so I was like, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what else she's been in. So I watched it based on that. Um, so it also stars Nick Cannon. You have Wesley Snipes, um, <clears throat> Angela Bassett, Jennifer Hudson, John Cusack, Samuel L. Jackson, Lala Anthony, Dave Chappelle even makes an appearance, and also Isaiah Whitlock Jr. <clears throat> she and they actually have him say the phrase. I'm like, yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so I was satisfied. I didn't, I didn't hey, care if, if it made sense. Get it, if anybody will get him to say it, it'll be Spike. <laughs> yep. I didn't care if it made sense or not. As soon as I saw him, like, he better say it. <laughs> didn't say it in uh, Your Honor. And that kind of pissed me off, but oh well. Didn't say it in I Care I care a Lot. I'm like, yeah. what are y'all doing? <laughs> but um, so this is a modern day adaptation of an ancient Greek play of Lysistrata. By Aristophanes, okay. and set against the backdrop of gang violence in Chicago, Illinois. <clears throat> so basically, gang violence in the south side of Chicago. You have a war between the Spartans and the Trojans, and of course, everything's getting out of hand. You have innocent lives being taken, and amongst these lives, ch- young children are being lost due to the violence. Uh, the gang leaders are Chirac, played by Nick Cannon. And you have Cyclops played by Wesley Snipes, simply because he only has one workable working eye. I see what, um, <laughs> see what I did there. Yeah. And you know they're basically dead set on killing each other by any means necessary. Uh, the girlfriend of Chirac, played by <clears throat> Tiana Paris, is a uh, Les Estrada, and she's had one too many close encounters with the violence. One. So at one of the shows that Chirac is performing at, a shootout happens. And then at their home, uh, people from the rival gang tries basically burning them out by setting fire to the house. And then she witnesses the body of a young child dead in the street from their constant back and forth 
shooting each other. So she eventually moves in with um, Angela Bass's character, Miss uh, Miss Helen Worthy, who also happens to be the next door neighbor who lives right across the street from where they live. Okay. So she welcomes her in, and you know she's a nonviolent peacekeeper. She's she's a very um, she's an activist for nonviolence, and she gives Les Estrada the idea to research <clears throat> um, Lema uh, Jaboi, who is a peace peacekeeper who is the who led the peace movement to stop the second Liber- Liber- Liberian civil war by way of a sex strike. So the plan basically is to end the violence between these two the, these two gangs is to withhold sex from them in the hopes that their want and need for that will be enough for them to put the guns down and stop the violence. And I was like, man, all right, that's an interesting way to go about it. I mean, it might yeah. start more violence because of all this oppression. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> so they even go to this military base and overtake it. Like they're not they don't have weapons. Yeah. They basically just use their their appeal to to um take advantage of these men and they get them to to drop down to their boxers and t-shirts and they let them go. But the Chicago police they send SWAT and everything there. And so a government official arrives and he's like, so what do we have? Like, well, these women overtook this military base and were, are they right. armed? Like, no. Um, anybody dead? No. Anybody harmed? No. And he's like, so women unarmed go in and just take over this military base. Like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it ends up being like a worldwide thing, like Japan, Pakistan, like everybody starts going along with the same movement like hey we want peace so if you give us peace then we'll you know we'll give you that part of us again otherwise no access whatsoever and so you know it started off just being for these members of this gang but then you got this um other group of men who aren't even involved in this and they're they're mad because like why are we being affected by this and we're not even you know actively involved in this like it's not fair (laughs) it's not right (laughs) so but um, I liked it. It was different. Um, of course, it was based on a Greek play, and a lot of the dialogue is rhyming dialogue. Yeah. So you know, I thought that was going to be a bit of an annoyance, but it actually was okay. I didn't, I didn't mind it too much. Um, so that's one of the pros. It was better than expected as far as the rhyming dialogue. And then again, even though this is before Dolomite is my name and coming to yeah. America. Wesley Snipes was like a bright spot. <laughs> you right. know, his character's a bit exaggerated and whatnot, but he's having fun with the role. Oh, yeah. And so I'm just like, yeah. I think he's having more fun acting since, since he got out of jail. <laughs> yes. He's, I think he's appreciating that. <laughs> um, I guess the only real negative I had for this... Oh, no, a positive. Uh, you got Samuel Jackson. His character's named Dolomites, and he's kind of like right. the narrator. And it kind of reminded me of Dolomite, just how yeah. he's talking. So that was entertaining. Um, but I didn't really like Nick Cannon. I didn't. I didn't buy him as this rough, tough rapper. And eh, I didn't care for him. I mean, it's not nothing against the movie. I just didn't buy his character. Him right. as his character. 
they'd had somebody miscast. else playing them. Slightly miscast. Yeah. So, um, and then it was cool seeing Tiana Paris and something else. Oh yeah. And and then later, I was watching a YouTube video. Where they were showing clips from WandaVision, and I was just like, you know, I'm glad she got this role. Not oh, the same yeah. thing. Not the same thing negative about her role here. Right. It's just, I was just happy that she got it. So it was good to see her in that. Um, I don't know if I would recommend it because it's you know, Spike Lee, so you kind of know what you're getting into. Um, also, well, and also not everybody's a fan of that, you know, Greek, even Greek adaptations. Although yeah. one of my favorite adaptations is still um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Still one of my favorite out of George Clooney, and I, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, yes. Um, I, I did enjoy it. I mean, I heard, I was, I saw, I didn't read deep into it, but there was like some negative feedback as far as the, the name, you know, Chicago and Iraq. But right. basically, like Chicago's, they put some facts in the beginning how the death toll in Chicago from I think 2001 to 2015 was greater than the death toll in the Afghan war and Iraqi war right. combined. It's like, yeah. you know, this is bad. <laughs> right. Um, oh, another con. They had a song that Nick Cannon performed, which was cool. It's just when the movie starts off, they pretty much play the whole song at the beginning with the words on the screen. And then later on, halfway through, they have it playing again. I'm, and I was thinking, like, if you're going to do that, just leave it out at the beginning because <laughs> you didn't need it. They put a YouTube lyrics. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> basically, that, that's how the movie uh, started. That's like three or four minutes of that. And, you know, at the time I thought it was okay, but then halfway through they start playing it again. I'm like, man, if y'all going to do this, you could have just started off with the performance of, you know, where the first shootout happened. They could have just started right. there and it had been all right. But, yeah. But that's Chirac. It does have a... Now, Rotten Tomatoes is 82% okay. rating, but the audience rating is 50%. Yeah. So, but yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was good. Okay, cool. And then the next movie, <clears throat> this is a time loop movie that I oh, just kind of... Ti- we love our time loops. Yep. This happened upon uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, it's called The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. And this is on Prime. Uh, it also came out February 12th. It has a runtime of an hour and 38 minutes, so it's a good good little runtime there. Directed by Ian Samuels. And it stars Catherine Newton as Margaret, Kyle Allen as Mark. It is weird because I started thinking about, obviously, Palm Springs and Groundhog Day. And Kyle Allen kind of, he's like, when he has some, he, he wears shades in a certain part, he kind of slightly resembles. Adam Sandberg, no. without the shades, he kind of looks like a uh, mix between Joseph Gordon-Lovett and John Cena, like a younger version. So I was like, "All right." Um, sounds like what? Sounds like what? How it's, That also sounds like probably how his mom describes him too. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go ahead. So it's two teens, two teens stuck in a time loop. They meet, they bond, and then have to decide whether or not to stay living the same day over and over or see if they can find a way to break out. Uh, we start off with Mark, 
And one thing I liked about this is that, you know how time loop movies, you have them have their life and then they just start, just kind of get dumped into this time loop yep. and try to figure out. Here, Mark's already in it. He's been in it, you know, he's like a veteran now. Like, he's, right. he's been in this time loop. Yep. So, and so he's really able to throw caution to the wind without worry of consequences because he knows his day's going to start over. Um he, he predicts lottery winners, so he's basically won the lottery. Um, let's see, preventing bird poop from falling on people. You know, that, that's how yeah. involved he's gotten into to this. And he even drives construction equipment or vehicles on the street. Uh, every day, of course, resets. But unlike Palm Springs and Groundhog Day, you know, it's like when you fall asleep, you wake up, same day's over. Here, automatically at midnight, your day loops is automatically because he ended the first time he ends his day sitting on the roof of his house and it's a thunderstorm. And as soon as it hits midnight, boom, he wakes up and his morning life, you know, his mom's gone to work, sister and dad are having breakfast in the kitchen and different things happen. Like a bowl gets knocked over. He's preventing that toast comes out of the toaster, gives it to his dad um, his sister calls him loser. He says it at the same time. Like that's just how long he's right. been doing it. He knows everything. So he's been trying to impress this girl that he sees at the pool. And at the pool, she gets hit by a beach ball and falls into the pool. So he tries to time it perfectly to kind of either prevent the beach ball from hitting her or at least prevent her from falling in the pool, which he prevents her from falling in the pool. And he tries to get her a date later on that evening, but it doesn't work out the way he thought. And so you know, so he tries every day. One of these times, that's when he meets Margaret. She interferes by catching the beach ball, blocking everything, and then just walks away. And so he's just like, all right, that's never happened before. So right. so he seeks her out. They start talking. He realizes that she's also stuck in this time loop as well and is aware of everything. Okay. So they decide to, you know, basically hang out. You know, every day that the time loop, they meet up and... They just do. He he starts sharing some things that he's experienced during this time for entertainment, and then she shares some things with him, and they kind of fall for each other. But every day at six o'clock, she has to go. You know, she has to leave. It's it's kind of unexplained, which we find out later. Right. Um. But you know, he starts making a map of different things that happen because she takes him to this river lake where an eagle swoops down picks up a fish you know catches a fish and flies off you know it's like one of those perfect moments that not everybody gets to see and so they start getting this idea like what if we can you know each day we just try to find these perfect moments because yeah you know there's not everybody gets to witness things like that um let's see they even attempt to break this loop by traveling to a new time zone, like by going to Japan, but um, that fails. As soon as they hit the new time zone, it's a new day, automatic loop again. Um, let's see. Yeah, so they start they start looking for moments that they consider perfect in the city, thinking that that might hold the clue for escaping the time loop in case they are able to find them all. And then Mark draws a map of these moments, in which Margaret later on creates a shape on her wall, which per the notes on IMDb, it's called 
Tesseract. I'm like, oh, look at there. Oh, look reference. at that. <laughs> About that. And so trying to make it canon. They, yeah, they they don't they don't call it the Tesseract, but right. it's basically a four dimensional representation of a cube. But that's what the Tesseract Tesseract mm-hmm. is. Um, I thought it was a cute little movie. Um, there were certain parts where I just kind of maybe drifted away as far as my attention. Okay. But um, other than that, I thought it was uh, you know it's timely movie. Right. Like time timely movies. Um, I think it had a you know good runtime. Uh, like the, ca- the character chemistry. Uh, let's see. We spent most of the time with Mark, so we didn't get to spend a lot of time with Margaret. So when we got to her portion of things, it's kind of like, you know, just yeah, run through it real quick. So I wish they kind of had a more balance between the characters, but I don't know if that would have turned out just as good. But I thought it was a decent time loop movie. Okay, and it was good just to have them already experiencing the time loop instead of trying to, you know, like, oh my god, what's going on? Why? Why this? Why that? There. Yeah. They're already in it, so that was pretty decent. Decent. Cool. Yeah, um, I've got into my queue. I've been uh, one of those things. I like. I've been thinking about watching, but I'd already done a Tyler Wick movie and did another one earlier. So I'm like, I might, might let that one sit for a little bit and then yeah. come back to it later. So. <clears throat> All right. Uh, trailers. There's a new trailer for the movie In the Heights coming to theaters and HBO Max on June 18th. If you liked Hamilton, you're going to love this because it's also by Lin-Manuel Miranda and was originally a Broadway musical. It's directed by John M. Chu, uh, who did Crazy Rich Asians. Or if you're like people like me, you know him from Step Up 3, All In, or Step Up 3, Step Up 3D, sorry. Step Up 3D, Step Up All In is the one after. Um, Step Up 3D, which is still hands down my favorite. And also he did G.I. Joe Retaliation, which, you know, was actually far better than the original. So, there you go. Uh, There was a good movie in that? (laughs) Bro, it could sit, I mean, it was more. I hadn't watched either one. Okay, I'm going to give you homework. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. To watch them and to see how bad the first one is, but it has its, it's got some parts in it that I kind of like. Um, the act is uh, a little difficult, but it's still fun. Um, but the second one's better because it's more accurate to. This is where my GI Joe nerdiness comes out. Uh, it's more accurate to the comic books and the cartoons. Um, <laughs> plus, The Rock is also in it, so obviously it's going to be more fun. And Bruce Willis. The Rock and Bruce Willis are in it. Okay. Um, Channing Tatum's in the first one. and Marlon Wayans is only is a bit much, but that's on them. <laughs> that's That was their choice to go that way. Um, anyways, so In the Heights... I think it's going to be really good. Um, I showed the trailer to Ruth. I think she'd be like, hey, you love Hamilton so much. Here's your next Hamilton coming out. So she's on board now So to watch that with me. Uh, the un- new one for you, this one specifically had your name on it. The Unholy, new horror movie with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm going to share that video. 
coming out on Good Friday. <laughs> Marketing <was> like, on point. <laughs> Marketing is on point. Like perfect for Easter. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lord. Uh, so yeah, coming out April second. In case anybody didn't know when Friday was, or is, will be, whatever. And then lastly, uh, a a uh, Tina Turner documentary entitled just simply Tina coming to HBO Max March 27th. So cool. a bunch of interviews. Oprah's on there, so wonder how that interview would be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> said, what? Hold up. <laughs> the royal family said, what about you? Oh, Lord. God bless. So those are the trailers I got for this week. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's what I got for this week. As we all know, Thursday, not Friday, Thursday, this week, the 18th of March, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, shall be released. Still unsure if it's in its entirety or if they're still dividing it, dividing it up into segments. I guess yeah. we shall find out. Um, hopefully it's the whole thing, because I just want to watch all of it and get it over with. Not get it over with, but... Enjoy all I mean, of it at once instead of dividing it up. It's better all at once because they'll probably leak and be spoilers everywhere. So it's best yeah. just to go ahead and just put it all out. Yep. And so far, Friday. yeah. And so far, those that have watched it have really enjoyed it more, yeah. far more, and say it's far better than the Whedon cut. I guess is the way to put it. So yeah, that's a it's a low bar, I guess. <laughs> yes. Um. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. And then we've got competition this weekend. So uh, I'll be watching for the second time up there. <laughs> or, at least. Um, yeah. And then Falcon Winter Soldier starts Friday as well. So yes. superhero weekend. Oh, yeah. Mixed in with some dance. So. <laughs> oh, and I did see uh, the Step Up series. Uh, Step Up the series that used to be on YouTube Red is now on Stars. So I want to be... Okay. Uh, I'm going to be going and finally watching that. I will have reviews next week. Cool. Of many things. And, uh, yeah, that's what I got, man. All right. Um, I guess, yeah. So, this week I'm deciding whether or not I want to continue watching Black Lightning. Because the last episode was a little... mm, (laughs) Like, I knew what was going to happen partially through watching the episode. But I just felt like it could have been ex- executed better i'll just say there's a recast that happens okay and um damn it barry i knew it was i knew it was gonna ha- happen because yeah. somebody was leaving but i just yeah. feel like they could have executed it better because you had you had ways to do it and they would have would have kind of cushioned the blow a little bit okay. but the way they did it was like uh all right <laughs> cool we'll see i guess the season's <laughs> been kind of hit or miss this year gotcha. it's the last one that's like I gotta go out strong, so yeah. hopefully these last eight episodes make up bring, for it. Yep, bring it. Bring it, brother! Yeah, we'll see. It's not looking good. Oh. <laughs> or as Harley Quinn would say, bring it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's also canon, because it's DC. That's even better. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, fingers crossed then for that. Yeah. Alright, well... I hope you have a good Saints Day here in here on Wednesday. <laughs> May all the luck fall upon you. Yes. 
So, and all I hope they're all that good stuff. Yeah, and all that good stuff. So, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody else, and we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.